Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, and healthy, and I'm stoked to have this week Orla O'Dwyer. Hi. Got that thanks right. For me. <laughs> and Taylor Smith from the AFLW Brisbane Lions. How are you, girls? Good. Um, delighted to be here. Finally get to come into Body Science. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, super excited to be here. So you two have been part of the Body Science team for a little while now, is that? Am I right in saying yeah, that? Yeah, I feel like two years, I yeah. think, for me. Yeah. I'm probably, yeah, maybe a bit less, like a year, but um, yeah, I love it so far. love all the supplements and we're kind of very similar what we take and stuff as well, so it's good. Look, I'm, I'm just going to go straight down that accent there. Okay. <laughs> How did you end up playing <laughs> AFL? So back in 2019, um, AFLW was a pretty new sport. We're only into our eighth season this year, so it started back in 2017. So at the start, um, obviously they needed lots of girls to come over and, and get into the team, so... So were you overseas at this time? I, I'm from Ireland, yeah. start basic there for Tipperary. Um, and I played Gaelic football and hurling back home and I have my whole life, big sporting family. Um, that's basically what everyone does back back at home. And I, I kind of saw that back in 2019, there was a couple of Irish girls over here already. So Cora Staunton's a big one, Sarah Rowe, Ashton McCarthy, Eilish Constantine, there was four of us or four of them. I kind of was saw that there wasn't really any media about it, but I saw maybe some Twitter clips about the girls doing well or doing a really good tackle or doing that kind of hook around the... Um, that hook kick that they always do and I said oh I'd love to give it a try um, back home playing GAA which is hurling and Gaelic football we don't get paid so it's an amateur sport um, the boys are the same so I don't know where the money goes but <laughs> not to us anyway um, so it was kind of I suppose every athlete's dream to get paid to play and, and be a professional athlete so I kind of reached out to this agency called Cross Coders and they help bring international players over to play footy because it was so new in the women's sport and there was like um, basketball players netball players coming over and, and they were looking at Irish players too there's similarities between Gaelic football and AFL a bit so applied for that and they got a few of my stats and GPS and um, sent it out to different clubs here and be, lo and behold I ended up picking Brisbane I just liked the idea of it I actually didn't even know Brisbane existed I just knew of Sydney, Perth and Melbourne mm. then I found uh, Brisbane was here and, and Craig and Bree who are still in the program um, were just so lovely and, and they just wanted to keep my Gaelic style which I really liked and got to meet a few of the girls through that way and kind of came over since 2019 and have been here ever since I'm going into my fifth season now I like to go home as well in the off season back to Ireland so it's great being able to do the two so yeah and here I am now playing my fifth season Yeah that's so <laughs> awesome and Tyler your story sort of comes about from an injury am I correct in saying that? Yeah I was a track and field athlete probably all the way up until maybe the end of grade 11 and then I got an injury kind of throws a blanket term over it, piriformis syndrome. Piriformis syndrome. Oh, okay. I was like so it's poo <laughs> No. What's a piriformis syndrome? <laughs> Probably wouldn't talk about yeah. it if that was the case. And yeah, it just affected the nerve, the sciatic nerve in my in my right leg um, and my lower back. And you're telling me that AFL has fixed that? <laughs> it genuinely really? has. It genuinely has. Seriously? I think the support around the sport, yeah, gotcha. um, strength and, and probably growing a little bit too. Like I think I grew so quickly. I was a, a short-ish girl through school and now I'm six foot. So the I think, rock tall forward. Yeah, <laughs> now I rock tall forward. So yeah. I think that process um, and just time and, and yeah, the, the support around AFL having so many staff members, strength and conditioning. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's good now. It's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> I saw like, little flare ups here and there, but yeah. it's super manageable. I know how to deal with it. And yeah, so when that happened, I just had a year off, had some treatment for it, never really kind of 
got a whole lot better. And then I just sort of lost the love for track and field, which I think then I knew that it was time to try something else because I was obsessed with track and field. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with a bit of obsession if you're not an elite <laughs> athlete. <laughs> Speaking of obsession, that's a really good point. How do you guys feel about being – women's sport is in an epic space in Australia right now. I mean, if we can keep it as women's sport, that's my personal opinion. But if we can if we can do that, I think it's it's something incredible. Like the other day, the girls packing out the soccer. like Marvel Stadium? Yeah, yeah, just epic. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, How do you guys feel like being at the front of – I know there's been some people that have really pioneered the space to where you're able to be right now, but – the media is behind you, the people, are everything, like, and give it to, and I've been in this for 25 years, <laughs> so I've dealt with so many great female athletes, yeah. but it was a battle. You know, you've now got this opportunity to do something really cool in this space for the future. What's that like walking around and, and all these young girls you meet and young guys as well? Like, what's it feel like? It's pretty, like, empowering, yeah. you know, and I think even all the story alone, being one of the first significantly successful Irish women to move countries and, and become a pioneer of the sport is pretty remarkable. And I think that that just opens up so many opportunities for younger girls. And I was even commentating on the weekend and talking about how the fact that we can say that there's a player pathway for girls so cool, from the yeah, the definitely. age of four yeah. and five and six to do Auskick all the way through to now playing professionally is just remarkable. And that that's come about in four years. Yeah. Like when you think about that, that is just such a short space of time. And we are just so privileged to be um, helping I guess, yeah. build that pathway. And I think as well, growing up, you always are told, oh, who's your role model or who's your favourite sporting athlete? And a lot of the time growing up, and I'm probably guilty of it myself, it's you'd always just pick a, a boy or you, or be a me, or be man as well because you just don't, ha you didn't have that, I suppose, you didn't have that vision of seeing um, female athletes like doing such great stuff or there wasn't as much broadcasting or social media now with everyone's platforms, they can, they can have their own kind of brand as well. And it's crazy now that when you ask younger girls who, their favorite athlete is more than likely they're going to pick um, a female which is which is phenomenal and to be like one of those role models for lots of girls is definitely inspiring and it's definitely I suppose grown exponentially not just in Australia but worldwide it's a huge topic at the moment and yeah it's great to be part of that. That's right and is the AFL working with you the players on how to create that pathway for the young girls coming forward yeah and and we we always say how lucky we are um to have these resources and have opportunities as well like it's not just about orla the aflw player but it's also you get to get different like you get to network you get to meet different businesses you get to meet different people you get to kind of build a whole set of life skills without i suppose even maybe having a degree or, or having a full-time nine-to-five job like every other girl your age might have so mm. it's really cool having that kind of platform and the afl in particular have lots of programs like if you're doing uni they have education grants. The same with um, if you're struggling mentally, that we have we have psychs we can see for free. We have access to so much stuff from the players' association, and on top of that as well, us now we're at Springfield, which is a new facility with the boys as well. And having that integration now with the men's is huge, and I think it's really made us as a club, and I'm sure lots of other clubs can say the same about how good it is to have both teams on board and under the same umbrella. You can really see that that's becoming something big, and, and it's making AFL and AFLW such. They're kind of helping each other out in a way. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think the AFL 
and the AFLW are doing such a great job, like I said before, creating those pathways and, and supporting us. And we do often sit and talk, um, I know as a club, about yeah. how you know our purpose is not only obviously to win a premiership and to play, but it is to inspire that next generation. And I think even as individuals, we kind of understand that. And I think that that's where women in sport are really powerful is women are often really good at social media. Yeah. <laughs> and we have that that drive to promote women's sport more so than I'd say we're probably a bit more confident in doing that. And yeah. I think that that is really, really unique for the women and for women and women's sport. And do you find yourself hanging out cross code a lot, like with other elite? Well, we just had a really good <laughs> opportunity. The last two weeks, we've had Stanford water polo team, the women's team yeah, okay. over from America. Um, and we sort of got to talk to them and sort of about our, their training processes and, and balancing workloads and stuff like that. And then last week, we had like a, not really a mixed training session, but a, it was, we played some games and had some fun with the Broncos. Girls. Oh, okay. So that was really cool. And we kind of all said that how amazing it was that two codes could come together with the same sort of goal of inspiring that, is yeah, awesome, isn't that it? generation so it was yeah really empowering and do you think that's um girl power bringing that together like is it you pushing for that or is it the afl thinking differently or how's that happening no it's definitely i think like a bit of both but it's definitely on our club as well like our head coach craig he watches every sport under the sun and he'd watch <laughs> any kind of game any sport he, does, he doesn't care what it is and he has so he just loves women's sport as well and, and brie brock as well our ceo and it, it makes such a difference like they have all these connections with like as we said the the broncos and, and yeah Stanford in America and it, it's just amazing to see that they want to um, get this and then they approve it by the AFL and for us to just experience other female athletes and see that they're in the exact same position as us but just doing things maybe a bit differently is so interesting and it's definitely something that's really um, we love and I think we'll probably do in, over the next couple of years as well just to have different types of female athletes in and we have the cricketers in as well at times as well so yeah it's amazing just to hear people's stories This is a lab Yeah It was exciting just to <laughs> talk to them about because obviously for NRLW and AFLW we're not full-time professionals yet so a lot of us are balancing work commitments university commitments sporting commitments and some people are even mothers so to sort of hear yeah. other people's stories and stuff we're we're all inspiring each other at the same time yeah that's unreal I got the I had a chat with Brad the coach of the Gillaroos oh. and he was just telling me like off mic stories of what the girls have been through to get that that world cup they actually won like just inspirational it's yeah and it's it's about time too, you know like sport in Australia needs to acknowledge athletes I think and it's really cool yeah to talk about the the good things that are happening for you now but can we touch on how hard it was and, and well your, yours was probably a little and I'm, this is a dumbass <laughs> old man thing to say you went through that process of contact sport that was similar to AFL growing yeah. up whereas you've come off track and field how hard was that from like you said you, you told us where you were emotionally around track and field and the injuries and that but to go AFL 40 like how hard was it to take that step <laughs> I was terrified of contact yeah, yeah. <laughs> luckily I was playing as a ruckman so I feel like I that's wasn't. the worst position I think <laughs> getting me into the See, ribs I would disagree I wasn't getting run down tackling I was just tapping the ball out and work was done that, at that point I didn't understand the rules I remember playing my first game and I gave away a 50 meter penalty and everyone was like it's okay it's okay like don't worry we all make mistakes and I was like oh was that me <laughs> like I just had no idea yeah, but right. I'd played like a little bit of AFL through into school sport but I don't even know if you'd almost call it AFL at that point we were playing on like a field that was the size of the 50 meter arc and okay. it was just kick it and hope for the best and when I actually started playing AFL I realized I could not kick at all it was terrible <laughs> I just went straight up and came back down but yeah it was an extremely different transition and even environments like 
track and field, if you're not sort of traveling with an Australian team or something like that, it's quite individual. Yeah. And it, and even yeah. if you are, it still is individual. I don't know how you've done that individual sport versus team sport. Like I'd never. Be able I, to... I think I would struggle to go back. Yeah. I think the difference between individual sport and team sport is you can't you can't <laughs> compare them. Like you are surrounded by thirty best friends every day and ten staff members, and yeah, you just the energy there is just like you might go in and not having the best day, and then coming out of training, you never regret it. You're always happier. You're singing like we always we're yeah yeah <laughs> we're Monday crazy. Gym <laughs> sessions are like basically karaoke <laughs> sessions. It's crazy. <laughs> I love. I mean, I only catch a lot of women's sport through the way everyone else does through social media. But I just yeah. I love the connection and the relationship you guys <laughs> hold versus traditionally what we see from the boys year after year after year. Big question for me. I'd love to know is what did winning a premiership do to you guys in that space? Oh, I think like that was obviously 2021 winning that premiership. What was an amazing feeling and lucky for me it was only my I think it was your our second or third year into the into the game. Yeah, it was my yep. second yeah, season. Se- yeah, second season. So we were so lucky to get that success early and like anything if you win a premiership you want and you've got that feeling you want it again and again. So it kind of draws us a lot. But within that like what's really special about that group that was 2021 is majority of the girls are there and they're just that couple of years older so there's more leadership there people know what success is like like we kept our group so close and it's we have a few like people in and out but um it's pretty much the same core group which is really special so obviously last year we got to a grand final and we missed out on it um against Melbourne Demons but again like that feeling of it's like a roller coaster up and down and sport is described as that with success and failures but um yeah it just makes you more hungrier I think and as a group it makes us a lot closer and we know what that feels like. Yeah, the genuine connection and the genuine care we have as a team uh, is it's pretty remarkable, pretty unique, I'd say. Yeah. Um, we almost can't get enough of each other. We spend Sundays at the beach with all our dogs and we like, hang out on our days day off. off. <laughs> yeah. <That's cool. laughs> But it's and and we're hanging out and we're not talking about footy. You know, we're yeah. we actually genuinely are friends and yeah. and care about what else we have going on in our lives and and always there to support each other through everything. So it's pretty yeah, pretty unique. And how do you balance? Like you you mentioned earlier about mums and uni and commitments at work and how, how do you balance your week? Is it football first? week second I mean obviously a mum's going to say no to that but, <laughs> but ha- thankfully ha- neither mm. Ola and I are mums yet so. <laughs> um, but I'm I've just graduated university at my ceremonies on this Friday yeah, well um, so I'm a teacher now yeah. um, so I'm working sort of like part-time as a teacher and prior to that just working like a small casual job and then studying university full-time and then playing sport but that's a big effort it, yeah. it's been challenging and I've had other personal challenges in the last year and a half as well yeah. so to have all three of those things go Going four of those things going on, it's um it's been a wild wild ride yeah. and very very challenging but I think it just makes you more driven on the field makes you more resilient and, and teaches you a lot of things so in I some ways I wish you could all see Taylor's eyes right now because they just went a different shape when she said that it was like, <laughs> this is me <laughs> yeah yeah it's I, I've definitely yeah, j- yeah juggled a lot yeah. in the last two three years but I love being busy yeah. so and you just learn. And I think as well with Taylor's situation as well, like she's probably had the hardest couple of years she had in the last yeah two years and she's shown like her resilience and this season now is really shown like it's paying off. She's graduated, she's back to herself and I think it's really shown about how strong of a character she is and it's really important that to know that she has that support network around her and I'm really excited to see her this season because I know she's killing it already. So oh, yeah, thanks. good. <laughs> you're three quarters away through your pre-season. 
Yeah. <laughs> How's the body's feeling? Good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting there. <laughs> getting there. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's been amazing. It's actually, we always say how quickly the weeks go and it's, I think we're week eight this this week I now. I can't believe that yeah. when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so week eight, um, good. We have, it's actually really refreshing. We have um, some new girls in, um, which just adopted the group so well. Training's going good. We're at we're at Springfield now the whole time. So it's just even having that as a resource is, is so special. Like instead of being at an oval and then rushing home, it's, you get to your recovery there you get to do prep there yeah that's cool. you can see physios before there's dietitians you get your psychologist in what whatever it may be it's just it's so professional like i know we're not fully professional yet but we have like we're so grateful for that because we never had that before so it's it's going well and um everyone's um flying fit and running around so yeah it's good i want to talk about your week like on a plate what does it look like but what do you mean when you keep saying it's not fully professional like what is professional for aflw <laughs> i feel like we don't Contract work nine to five <laughs> yeah. yeah and we probably don't get paid like the <laughs> professional wage like to be fair I yeah. think people disregard the fact that like the men have taken what a hundred years to get to where they are right yeah. now and we're in season eight so I think people often forget that we've still got to build towards that yeah so whilst the money may not seem like it's a whole lot I think we need to be pretty grateful for what the fact have. how much it's grown yeah. in eight years but yeah like we don't work nine to five we start our training day at 2 30 and we get home at 9 30 yeah. so yeah. we're doing the same sort of hours I guess yeah. but at the second half of the day yeah. and we have to fill out our first half of the day with other things. And that's where a lot of people work. Like I'm lucky enough, I'm in a household with a couple of the girls and we, we no, a few of us aren't working. We're kind of just focusing on our footy or we're doing study as well as that. So having that in the house is, is nice. Um, and then there's a few girls working too. But I think it's just about um, keeping yourself busy and working on as important it is footy it's important to work on those things outside of it for I suppose post footy careers and just creating that pathway for yourself um, I probably went into the hole of being too committed to AFLW and focusing just on that one thing when um, every you don't want to as I said earlier being just known as, as that athlete you want to be known as what you are as a person as well so it's important to develop those other things outside of footy and I suppose coming from Ireland over to a new country playing a new sport not having family here not having I suppose that friend circle you really rely on the footy club um, so I think in the past year I, I'm just kind of focusing on doing other stuff like I'm, I'm studying at the moment and, and just finding that balance um that kind of life um footy balance which is which is just as important too yeah nice so what does a, a footy week look like for you guys like pre-season uh, during the season yeah so Monday is field and operas kind of session in the in the afternoon and then tuesday we kind of have gym with a bit of skills in the afternoon wednesday's like our, our main session again in the afternoon thursday off so we've thursday fully off friday we have gym in the morning with some more touch and just stability and, and kind of prep stuff and then saturday's our our big session again in the morning so um yeah we get Thursday, Sunday off and more than, and then we're at the club every other day. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what you do when it's a professional sport. Right? Yeah. You've <laughs> oh, obviously invented like some it. more days in yeah. there somewhere. That's, that's crazy. Like you've both mentioned you got to work on the side. Mm. You're putting that commitment in. Like I, I just, it's, it's amazing. I mean, full hats off to you both. Like it's amazing. So I want to like push a little button here. What do you think the AFL needs to do for women's sport over the next few years, <laughs> the AFLW, to take it to where it deserves to be? I think just continue continuous growth I think that's yeah. as players that's all we want to see we want to see the competition grow more games more games um, obviously more money would be great <laughs> yeah. um, but just growth I think yeah. as long as we're always trying to, to reach the next step 
trying to grow more games. Yeah, and I think on top of that, it's just the respect of it too. Like with the broadcasting, getting more people watching the game, getting more excited about it. If that's like a curtain raiser before the men's or, or what it's like with that integration and just getting people more excited about women's footy. Like I know we kind of start when the men are kind of finishing up around their finals time and we kind of start our season then. But just to keep fans excited, like if I was a Brisbane Lions fan, I'd have footy from March all the way through to December if you support the two of them instead of just March to September, whatever it may be. So I think it's just important just to kind of gain gain that respect, gain, gain that fan, but also, yeah, continuous growth. And we are growing exponentially each year. So it's really important, I think, just to keep that incline going. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tom Green, Olympic champ from Tokyo. And if you want the best tasting protein bars on the market, you should try the new Body Science Moose Range. Greg, you better be testing those. Mate, they're getting drug tested, got you covered. So why are you playing different seasons is it because there's only one dressing shed one field at clubs and so it's hard to integrate two elite teams into one franchise or i feel like there's a mixture of of reasons they've recently changed our season so last year we played two seasons in the one year so okay. we ended up with like 28 games of footy yeah. in the one year or something which for the men's is a normal season for cool. us is double yeah and how'd that go how was it it was yeah. really good for us. I feel like we were quite successful. The first season, we were coming off the back of winning a premiership yeah. and we made a preliminary final. And then last year, we made the grand final yeah. and fell short by four points. So We had like an eight-week off-season, whereas now we have a six-month off-season. Yeah. So, so a big difference there. In some ways, it was probably good for our fitness, like sort of yeah. not Rolling having six into months off. Like, but I think, yeah, it was, it was good. It yeah. was good back-to-back. But the season change now is sort of more aligning with the men's. Yeah. So it's a slow process and obviously we only play 10 games and they play 20. So yeah. we'll we'll cross over with a few of them. But I think facility-wise we're pretty sweet now. Like most women play at community, more community grounds. So like we'll play at Brighton Homes Arena, which isn't necessarily yeah. a community ground, but that's our home ground. Holds 10,000, yeah. um, which is plenty for yeah. us at, the, yeah. at this stage. You'd rather a stadium kind of packed than empty and yeah. kind of big. Yeah. And like we played at the MCG yeah, last year, that which was, was amazing. incredible opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you get five to 10,000 and the MCG yeah. holds what, like yeah. 90,000. So <laughs> yeah. we, we don't mind playing at those And we got athletes. we got a good few games at Metricon last year while we were waiting for the facilities to be built. And we like playing in the fast turf. Stadiums are, not, are always nice to be played in. But I think with the overall um, change of season, it's impo- I think it's, it's really good now that we're finished up like just before that Christmas time. So instead of, we usually, in the past, we've trained during Christmas, New Year's, roll on our season would start at the end of January and finish in April. Now we start in September and finish at the start of December, getting to grand final, hopefully. So it kind of gives people that break around Christmas, which is, I think is important as well. Especially for athletes like yourself, you get to go home for Christmas <laughs> and home for New Year's. Yeah, and, and back to the Irish um, winter weather. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. It's winter all year round. <laughs> yeah, looks yeah. like it. Just gets beach time, you got to get back. <laughs> so, Tali, you talked about doing some media before. Is that what you want to do commentary commentary side yeah sort of something i'm just touching on now um i've been sort of commentating women's state league and men's state league um footy and Mm. yeah definitely something that i'm i'm interested in working towards um i really enjoy that space i enjoy the podcasting space i think there's just yeah i like to i like to have hobbies i like to have different little goals or things to work towards so teaching is a forever career and I know that I'll always have that degree under my yep. belt um, and I can, I can always fall back on it. But yeah, I love to try new things and yeah, it's something I'm definitely interested and keen on. What about you? Yeah, I'm I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, yeah, as I said, I was becoming a teacher back home in Ireland. I was doing Irish and PE teaching. Couldn't bring that over here, unfortunately. So um, I'm I, like just two years, a year and a half ago, maybe now I, I started back um, at uni and I, I'm in Griffith University. I'm doing business and sports management. So nice. I think that's... Um, 
a, a place I might like to go like maybe even I just love being I love being part of teams so I know if you're with working with a business or something it's, it's kind of that team environment which, which I love and I, I think I thrive in as well so definitely not suited for a nine to five so I'm just working on the little things outside of it and I think sport brings upon lots of opportunities as well whether it's here or back home in Ireland as well it's important I think that I as as Tay said about hobbies like having that and I think I'm just trying to I, I love um, my culture where I'm from and I love even helping Irish girls get over or showing them pathways about how to come over and play footy um, and when I go back I like I, I do like yeah as I said like some media stuff or, or podcasts and, and just kind of give people the knowledge about women's sport over here and try and promote as much as I can yeah, and it was unreal. it's actually interesting that back in 2021 when we played our grand final um, we were in lockdown back home in Ireland um, pretty much everything was closed everyone was stuck at home all sports were cancelled it was like winter time and the only thing on on the only sport that was on TV at that time they were showing the AFLW and the amount of support the amount of messages I got af- after that and just random sports if you're a sports fan you're going to watch any sport that's on TV if you're bored at home yeah. in lockdown and it just I think that's how AFLW grew in Ireland and I think at times I, I nearly get more support back there than here because it, it's just especially such small towns where I'm from that everyone knows you everyone wants to know you everyone that's related to you says they're related to you and, and wants <laughs> to get that connection at times so that's epic it's cool yeah and it's definitely grown back home and I can see a lot more Irish girls come over here now I think in the league this season there's over 30 Irish girls so it's great no, that's great and how hard was COVID for you too <laughs> COVID was an absolute breeze for it me. was a <laughs> breeze for people here in Australia <laughs> down to the beach <laughs> I think I went surfing every day I then would rock up at home do my online uni classes and get good marks because I had nothing else to do <laughs> and then I, at that period of time I was in transition between the Gold Coast Suns and the Brisbane Lions as well so probably challenging in that regards just sort of being in a bit of limbo not wearing not knowing if I was going to get another contract at the Suns or if another club was going to take me so I just sort of kind of focused on getting my body right in that time too because yeah. I had all that time couldn't work the government was paying us <laughs> not to work basically yeah. at that point so for me it, it really wasn't too bad yeah um, and is that where you met Tegan and Maddie? <laughs> no. no. Tegan and Maddie, um, I just played footy with yeah, okay. uh, as soon as I started. Maddie and Tegan both sort of started around the same time okay. um, into the sport. I think they were fairly new to AFL too at the same time. So Maddie and I played together at Bond because um, Tegan was a bit younger. And yeah, we just sort of, they were not at the Suns when I was at the Suns. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so. If people want to reach out or follow you guys, how do they find you? Instagram is probably both of our biggest platforms. Definitely all his biggest platform. (laughs) Um, Just Tay Smith underscore underscore. That's me. I'm Orla O'Dwyer 98. Um, I was going to say my email there. (laughs) No, just Orla O'Dwyer 98. (laughs) No no email. (laughs) No emails, please. (laughs) Oh, classic. Look, thanks for coming on. Just in finishing up, have you got any words for young athletes out there that are working, you know, what should I do in my life? Like, what is it that made you go down the athletic? Um, what do you got for me? I think for me, like a quote, I always like to, well, it's not even a quote. It's just pretty short. It's, um, I like to always say consistency or perfection. So nice. um, growing up in sport and also school, college, what, whatever I was doing, I was always a mediocre. I was never the most talented, the, the smartest in school. Always had to work hard for what I'd done. And I think that's how I probably passed out, let's say, people who were my age, who were naturally born athletes or who were just the best in the class or the smartest, just by continuously doing that hard work. So if it's sport, like it's 
about controlling the, the controllables you can as well. So yeah. I'm really big on nutrition, hydration, sleep. And I, I think that's why body science has been great as well, because I like to get that edge, that 1% that I, that I think can work through supplements. And even as I said, like training, just doing the stuff that people don't really see and just yeah. being consistent at it and not doing something great for a week and then not doing something for a month and just keeping at it. And I think that's probably where I got to where I am today. And I'm a big believer in hard work and working 100% at everything I do. And that's probably the advice I give people. Awesome. Yeah, I think just be ambitious is probably something. Yeah, nice. You can be ambitious in whatever, you, whatever you're striving to be, whatever pathway you want to head down. And something my dad used to say to me was just always don't focus on trying to be the best at something. Just focus on being the best version of yourself whatever aspect that is. So if you're trying to, you know, strive to win the Brownlow medal, don't strive to be the Brownlow winner, just strive to be the best version of you and, and that process should yep. naturally take you there. Yeah, love I love that. that. Absolutely mm. love it. And Griffith Uni, are you working with Duncan Free? Are you under his program, the sports program there or? Oh, the yeah. sports college. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's good. They're, they're amazing. Um, I love them. And, and I'm doing it all online as well. So it's they're pretty good at that kind of stuff. And so you were the good. same yeah. with oh, getting extensions and yep. stuff. <laughs> they were the only reason I got through the three degree changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. they're, they're so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so helpful. That's cool. Yeah, I went to Griffith and so oh, did my cool. wife and my daughter. We've all got Griffith degrees. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. love the place. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks for coming on, you two. That's been an epic little chat. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we've uh, made a few future athletes a little more excited <laughs> to come on board and, and drive hard. Like yeah. you both said, it's not easy. Like you guys have done the hard yards. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for having going. us. Yeah, thank really you appreciate for supporting it. us with your products and stuff. We're yeah, oh, We're all about good athletes here. We love it. Like you guys are definitely part of the family. And it's nice to catch up yeah thanks for having Likewise. us yeah